Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of the Sensory Podcast. I am Mehmet, and today I'm going to talk about our newest uh, limited edition coffee, um, uh, the Koji Natural from El Vergel in Colombia. Uh, usually we do different uh, sort of um, series, like a brew with memory, roast with memory. Here I want to introduce this coffee first. And uh, I'm going to give some tips on, on brewing it, whether it's in filter or espresso. But I wanted to do a more general uh, introduction to explain what is this uh, coffee about and how this coffee is quite sort of unique. It's the first time uh, this uh, sort of process and fermentation has been done. A little bit of uh, background about this coffee. Uh, it has been produced by... Uh, El Vergel and the Baker brothers that uh, also produce our Lagoon Java. So if you need more information about um, this, uh, this farm, check out the, uh, the podcast on the Lagoon Java or online. We also have a section about, about El Vergel. Basically, they started in 95 with uh, their mother and, um, and they wanted to really achieve uh, sort of a community growth in specialty coffee and uh, trying to get the best of, um, of the farm that sits on an inactive volcano. And we know that volcanoes have pretty good uh, nutrients and very rich soil for uh, planting coffee. And so they've been, uh, they've been now over 20 years of experience uh, and they are nowadays producing excellent uh, lots with very distinctive flavors. That's why I really enjoy their coffees. And uh, for this coffee, it is a red bourbon, and uh, the process here is a koji natural process. So about this koji natural, because uh, the red bourbon, we are a little bit fam- more familiar about it. Bourbon is a, um, a variety of, uh, of Arabica that, uh, that started mostly in the, uh, I think, 16th or 17th century, when the French planted in the Bourbon Island and then spread uh, in the Caribbean and uh, Central and South America. And here it's, uh, we kept it as uh, here's the red bourbon, the original sort of uh, bourbon that we are talking about for this uh, micro lot. But now about the koji natural process. So koji is a yeast, basically. Uh, it's, it's called the A or Orizea. It's a kind of complicated word. Um, used mostly in uh, sake. So in uh, sake making process, you have a uh, koji fermentation uh, session where uh, in a small room, koji, which is the uh, yeast, is almost like sprinkled in a hot environment over the, uh, the rice that then going to ferment and produce the alcohol. Here, um, this is an aerobic process, so it's not anaerobic. You see anaerobic, you, it's in a closed environment without oxygen and it produces a lot of, uh, of um, some substrate like lixiviate that has this little licorice taste. Here it's aerobic, but we spread, well, they spread the um, koji uh, yeast. And yeast and bacteria happens all the time in coffee. In any wash or natural process, it's always yeast and bacteria that creates all those uh, chemical reactions that changes the 
internal structure, chemical structure of a bean. So it's it's always happening. Don't uh, think that bacteria is like a nasty thing. It is everywhere, especially in fermented food, dairy, etc., etc. Here, instead of just letting the the uh, the fermentation happening uh, in a classic way, they uh, they have used a different yeast, and the idea is to create a more enhanced flavor profile. And this coffee is definitely very interesting in terms of the flavor profile that I'm going to explain a little bit later. So what does this uh, koji process uh, create? And basically the way to do it is, is, is quite simple. They just sprinkle over the, um, the cherries and they let it rest uh, and ferment aerobically. And, uh, and then they, they pulp it, they dry it, and, uh, and, um, and they bag it, rest it, et cetera, et cetera. So there's no, at the end of the day, of the day there's no spores, there's no bacteria that end up in the final cup. Uh, the koji is really used to, um, to change how the pulp, how the cherry uh, is reacting with, uh, with the seed, I guess. Uh, it's still a experimental process. It has been um, developed only a few, two, last year or two years ago by the Finnish barista champion and uh, the Baita brothers from Elvergel. And the idea is to use that uh, koji uh, as a way to manip manipulate the flavor to enhance them because um, koji is used for 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 years and years in uh, in, uh, in in food um, in the food industry for fermentation but also uh, to pr for preservation as well and that helps a lot especially in the Asian cultures. And so the idea was to try it with with coffee, and it got uh, quite a good uh, good result. What uh, so technically what koji creates or enhanced is um, is is to it's a processing agent that sort of complexify the starch and make them available for another layer of fermentation, and that produce more amino acids mostly uh, glutamate. And so we know that amino acids is one of the two main uh, actors in the Maillard reaction. As roaster, uh, when we are roasting coffee, we have this middle phase where coffee gets in that yellow brownish phase where amino acids protein uh, reacts with sugar. And that gives us more complex aromatics and those all those different smells basically. So really important process in the coffee uh, roasting uh, aspect. Uh, for example, if there's a deficit in sugar or amino acids, that's where we have some quakers, right? Quakers are either unripe beans or defective beans because they don't have enough amino acids or sugar to behave like the other beans. So that means that this coffee has a lot of fuel. It has a lot of uh, gas in the tank that we can use. So uh, talking about the roasting phase, uh, it is quite uh, quite interesting to roast um, when we, we do it uh, on a drum or a fluid that has made roaster uh, because we have all this flow, all this energy that we need to manage uh, without creating too much burned aspect as well because you know it's a natural process at the end of the day and it's easier to uh, to burn. 
Now, when it comes to the flavor profile, this coffee is very complex and I like the way it changes through uh, as it cools down. Usually natural process, they have a set of uh, flavors and aromas and slowly that intensity decrease as it cools down versus natural uh, wash process where it sometimes changes as it cools down. That's why some people enjoy those wash process versus natural, although natural are sweeter, they tend uh, to get you know a little bit boring if um, it's always the same, 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 same coffee and same uh, same set of flavors. That's when you are in the coffee industry, you taste so much coffee that uh, you want some differences. But here you have a coffee that changes as it cools down and as you brew it and also as it ages, which is just mind blowing. Uh, the coffee tastes different uh, five days post roast, one week post roast and three weeks post roast. Uh, with slightly different elements that have highlighted. It has uh, notes of tropical fruits. I keep a generic tropical fruit note, although if we want to be more precise, it's mostly pineapple, dried mango, and jackfruit. We know that, but I know that not everybody have tried uh, dried mango or jackfruit, so I keep it as tropical for you. Feel that little tropical aspect to it. It has some uh, red berries uh, flavors, um, as well as white grape. And then mostly on the acidity, you feel that white grape uh, sparkling acidity and uh, slightly floral as it cools down. What makes it really unique is the balance. Once again, when a coffee is really balanced, I really, really enjoy it. Here you have high sweetness, but also a balanced acidity. The, the, usually you have a lot of uh, tartaric acidity, tartness on natural processes, but here it's really uh, sparkling and sort of rounded down a little bit. Then you have an extremely long aftertaste and finish and a quite a syrupy and silky uh, texture in the mouthfeel. That's why I really enjoy uh, drinking and cupping this body. When you, um, interestingly, when you, uh, it's a very light roast. So on the color, I'm at 77, 78, uh, whole bean, uh, on the 100 uh, point scale on the light tails. And, um, what it does is that if you cup it, when you cup it and it's really, really cool down, you always start having some umami, umami notes. However, when you brew it hot, uh, you don't have any, uh, savoriness here. It is a very sweet, but mm, sort of not uh, w with fresh citrus fruit uh, sweetness. It has this really pulpy um, character to it. So to brew this coffee, um, I really take it as a natural process, but it has a lot of, uh, it, it flows quite fast. Uh, so you have to bear in mind that you need to go a little bit finer than usual. Uh, for example, if uh, for here our classic uh, recipe of 20 grams of coffee in and 300 grams of water, uh, let's say your, uh, your classic uh, setting is, let's say on the Barata Encore, it's an 18, you can go to 16 or 17, or for a Comanente, if you are on a 25 uh, clicks, for 20 grams, you can go here to 20 or 22 clicks 
and go slightly uh, finer than usual. Water temperature is uh, 198 or 92 degrees. And I really um, uh, want to make sure that you have this finer grind setting because it will flow faster, especially with hot water. But if you have finer grind setting, you will really take time to extract. Also, because the core core of the bean will always be lighter than the outside. So the finer you go, the lighter uh, the coffee is. And by going finer, you can uh, you can also it also drips a little bit longer, and so you can really extract and avoid any uh, sourness and undesired uh, under extraction. So the pouring structure is quite uh, quite straightforward. We are aiming for a uh, three minutes brew, two minutes forty five through three minutes. That's to really keep that um, that uh, sparkliness. And, uh, and juiciness of the flavors. And we're gonna go equal pour. Um, I, we do pre-wet the bloom, but I slowly, I'm getting slowly away from blooming, especially with natural processes uh, and with lighter roasts, light, lighter roasts, sorry, uh, and do just the first bloom as a, another pour. And so here, this is going to be six pours of 50 mils. All right, and the reason also why I picked this coffee is uh, because March is the seasonal, uh, the season of uh, carnivals and uh, of new beginnings. So everywhere in the world, you have a lot of um, carnivals going on, uh, and so I really wanted to have this little tropical, little fun and funky um, coffee without that little dirtiness. Uh, one thing that I sometimes get away or I dislike is when those overly fermented coffee can sometimes taste very, uh, very harsh and uh, can be heavy on our stomach. Actually, I haven't seen any article online about how this new kind of um, coffees sometimes create some stomach stomach issues but in here what i was surprised is that you really have you find those tropical fruits those cherries and berries but it's it's drinkable meaning that you can really drink a lot of it and it's really sweet and really pleasant it doesn't uh, create too much uh, issue so here the um the mix between uh the short, sorry, the finer grind size, colder temperature, and more pores. We compensate basically that colder temperature uh, with more pores and more agitation. And uh, because we are pouring more with each pour less water, right? There's only 50 grams per pour, six times. Uh, I'm not creating too much of a depth. By, by reducing my depth, I reduce the risk of channeling and bypass, or more, reducing more the risk of bypass more than channeling. Uh, that's why um, I only do a little spin in the beginning to really soak the water. Since 50 ml is less than three times the ground amount, so I really need some kind of agitation spinning to uh, saturate those grounds, but then 
at the end i won't do an extra spin like we used to do or we always do and i actually finished my pour at two minutes and 30 seconds so quite late right but because it's it's fine it's going to slowly drip and i should arrive at three minutes ish um on my targeted weight and targeted time as i said this coffee is uh very free and very sweet with quite a bit of acidity and a very long finish i think that's what really um was really impressive is how long that coffee lasts i'm using here a december dripper which is similar to calida basically a flat bed bottom uh, it will also work on a cone shape we have a different recipe for espresso if you're using espresso coffee i've just finished right over three minutes and 10 seconds may have been a little bit too fine but it's it's perfectly fine uh, it's also the reason why i like um lighter roast is because you have more room for error more room of more margin basically when you have a medium or dark roast and you go very fine well you're gonna get some some bitterness here there's really no huge risk of bitterness a too fine grind size uh let's say if this one lasted until three minutes 40 i may get an astringency uh, or dryness but not much kind of bitterness and here it smells really really sweet they're really round as well when i say round that means it's not spiky you don't have like a, um, a straight a straight oomph into your face like of, of like a straight berries or a straight acidity for sometimes on our Kenyan or our uh, natural Ethiopian where it's really intense in fruits which I like it for other reason but in this one you really have a round uh, round nose I swirl here to cool it down faster so I can taste it and give my first impression and here it's really what we call sometimes in coffee a fruit bomb but more tropical fruit bomb and what is intriguing is that it starts um i really love this coffee because it starts with those tropical fruits when you have it and then as it travels through your tongue it becomes more on those grape you know like white grape and floral acidity and then you have a finish um, that reminds you more of red fruits mm. it's very interesting to see how it travels through um, through the tongue it's not those things that don't hop upper happens uh, all the time reasons i don't know um, i think um i think the internal structure of the bean obviously the process um impacts a lot on that taste profile and i find it very very interesting maybe the amino acids uh, create that effect that little transition of flavors from the first sip to um to when you swallow it it's also very interesting to kind of add a little bit of air when you are um sipping because you have this rich nasal path where you're actually tasting the coffee from the back of your mouth that is linked to the top of your nose and um and maybe that 
that has this little uh, little effect on um, on the taste profile. And I like to to taste it again when it cools down. Well, here we start having uh, more floral notes as it cools down, and the tropical notes start melting and start being a little more balanced with um with the rest. And the acidity it really reminds you of a wash process, and um and a very very balanced, not too just you know those tartaric winey acidity. It is it is a little bit more uh, complex than just a classic natural process acidity, and texture. Honestly, on point here. A little bit about um, if you want to uh, brew it on espresso. Uh, be careful, not because it's dangerous, but um, let it rest once again, a good week, maybe even two weeks, honestly, um, because it can be quite harsh in the beginning if you have a too fresh roast. And use a slightly more generous ratio. I suggest one to 2.3. Using an 18 gram basket, I put 17 grams of coffee. And that's because if you use 18 grams with lighter roast, it expels and then it blocks the shower screen. And that sometimes can um, block the, restrict the flow and create some channel length. That's why I like using 17 grams with lighter roast and leave some room for that expansion. Because uh, it's going to swell uh, quite a lot. And I pull, I have at the end a yield 40 grams. My water is uh, the classic kind of 201, 94 degrees C. And I'm aiming at 29 to 30 seconds, even 32 seconds uh, shot uh, time. If you go over 35, uh, you may have some dryness at the end, uh, but I try to stay in that 30 seconds classic range. I know that nowadays we like doing a very uh, short and fast um, uh, pull, pulling shot, but with this one, you may get a lot of um, a lot of intensity, and it can be a little bit um, unpleasing. That was about our new coffee from um, El Vergel, the Koji Natural Red Bourbon. It's one of the most unique coffee that you will uh, ever have because it's it's literally just this year that has been released. And uh, check out our website for more information about the roast uh, profile as well as how to pair this coffee with food and i find it quite interesting to pair this kind of coffee with um with food and if you have any questions feel free to ask me uh, by email or on uh, on social media thank you very much and see you next time